What's up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth special Bandcamp Friday roundtable episode of the Dirty Decibels podcast. I had another great one this month. This was really fun. We had some uh, some real bangers that everybody brought to the table, and we had a special guest with us, Mr. Arya Rad of Coffin Salesman, joined the joined the discussion this month and brought some some real interesting stuff to the table for us to listen to and review. So it was a lot of fun. As always, try to reach out and support the the artists you love on Bandcamp. It's a great platform for independent artists. And if you can buy stuff today on the first Friday of the month, they waive all their fees, so they won't take any commission, and all the uh, proceeds go directly to the artist. So it's a great way to support independent artists and local bands and musicians in your area or nationwide. So check it out. Check out some of these great artists that we reviewed if you are uh, so inclined. And without further ado, here's the episode. Welcome back to another Bandcamp Friday uh, roundtable. We need to think of like a better name for this. Roundtable discussion. Um, we have Michael from Punk as Folk YouTube channel. Chris Chavez from that one time at Bandcamp podcast. Jeff Bousquet from Dirty Decibels podcast. And and we have Arya Rad from Coffin Salesman who's joining us today as our guest. Our first guest on Bandcamp Friday. How is everybody? Good. Yeah. Happy to be be here. Fantastic. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm Trev, the struggling artist. (laughs) Whatever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, By the way. Yeah. So we get together every month and we do this Bandcamp Friday thing where we recommend albums for you all. And we've started making it a little more fun by having a, um, uh, a category being picked once a month. Michael picked this one, right? Yeah. All right. Tell me why. Tell me what it is and why. Because because this is how I buy seven inches. Honestly, I just go into the local record store and I pick ones that look cool. And then sometimes they're awesome and sometimes they suck, as we found out. Yeah. So we're going off of rant. Like what what catches our eye as far as album art, right? Now, yep. do you guys remember? Did you guys are you guys out of age where you had to do this? Yep. Where we had to go to the record store and just pick something out by by what it yeah. looked like. Um, I, I I do that more now. Uh, when yeah. I was younger, it was kind of like a, an economy thing where I kind of knew exactly what I wanted going in. Yeah, I went in when I was doing that young when I was younger. It was because I was always interested in trying to find something I hadn't heard before. So I would based on I'd base it on whatever artwork really struck me, you know. And, and it obviously had to be in the genre section I wanted to go to. You know what I mean? But if it was something I hadn't heard before, I just look at it. Then the next thing I'd see is the track listing and the names of the songs. Like, what were the names of the songs? Were they interesting sounding? Cool. Buy it and see what it is. I was I was poor, so it was like um, whatever I could stick in my pocket at FYE before people <laughs> noticed it looked cool. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they, I ever they, they didn't that. have the plastic locks on top of them. Not yet. <laughs> well, not yet. And when they did, they always had those gaps at the corner that you could fit through the security thing as long as nobody was watching. <laughs> Dude, the big the big places like FYE and shit had that stuff later on. But the the like the old school record stores like strawberries and like 
um, Sam Goody. I don't ever remember having those things. Like they were just mm-hmm. CDs and packages. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was Newberry Comics through and through. Yeah. Ride or die. <laughs> uh, I never, I don't think I ever was in the, yeah, I don't think I ever, ever was in the financial position to just go into a record store and like pick out something random. I think it was always, I had something in mind that I wanted when I was a kid yeah. that age, but now, now I definitely, yes, now definitely, absolutely. I, I think, I think back in like, <clears throat> I think I, I got um, the Anthrax "I'm the Man" single, which was like, which was really like a, it was like a full length tape, but it was just like different versions of "I'm the Man" on one side and the other side had a couple other be- uh, like B sides. But I uh, I got it at a yard sale, and it was basically like, oh, I like that color, like I like how they wrote Anthrax or whatever. So I picked it up, and I was a little when I was young, and uh, became a really big fan of the band for a long time. So I, at one point, I had every one of their albums and. Uh, but it was it was cool going into the record store and just looking at things that looked neat, you know. Um, yeah. And I I had a black like I think I want to say maybe Green Jelly had, it was like the best cover ever at one point. Green Jelly had that um, the Three Little Pigs song. Is, am I am I updating myself here? Just I, I don't know it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember oh. it. I love that song, dude. Yeah. I love, they used to be Green Jello and had to change their name. Yeah, they got there was a copyright. Yeah, 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 they got a cease and desist by <laughs> Jello. Yeah, desist. they're so, from Buffalo. They're from the Buffalo area. Of course they are. <laughs> 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 they had that. What was the, uh, the Adventures of Shit Man? They, yeah, that, that was that was a wild <laughs> fucking record, and uh, and the cover was it was was spot on what was going on with it too. So <laughs> that was my favorite. I don't know. Do you guys have like a one that you that you remember like like distinctly of cover art? My first Bad Religion album, I think I've told this story before. I just picked it up. I had no clue who Bad Religion was, but my mother is like fucking crazy religious and it had the Crossbuster logo on it. So I got it to piss her off. (laughs) Ended up still like my favorite fucking band. I I think a, a lot of the records I really liked had like terrible art. I think like when I was like 15, 16, because I think around that period, like in like the early 2000s, they still had money to like spend on music. So bands could get away with like whatever. And it's just like stupid pictures of the band on the cover. That is like not that interesting. (laughs) For me, I always think of like classic rock albums, like Sgt. Pepper. Like to me, that'll always, that's like an iconic cover, you know? And I always, if I think of album covers, I think of like classic rock, mostly stones go goat's head soup what about like love lover boy with like the, the skin tight pants red pants <laughs> i love I that. Be honest, I have that album i love that album uh my mom had an album of uh album copy of um of uh, i think it's phil collins's no jacket required it's just like this like terrifying image of his face like like a giant close-up of his face with like a red like hell foggy hell background behind him and when i was a kid i never even listened to the record but that record just used to haunt me like whenever i would see it in like the um <laughs> like uh, crate that all the records were in like that would just that freaked me out i just thought it was like a terrifying album cover and i remember that one standing out to me That's when i was a kid awesome. yeah. <laughs> I think, i'm putting all these album covers in the video yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my parent, my, my my father had um I don't I don't speak about him often but he I remember he had a few records in there like in their like stereo cabinet and um 
um, Gimme Shelter was one of them, and it was like a cake. I had like, it wasn't like a cake or something. Chris, I, you're shaking your head like you know what I'm talking about. No, I know the song. Oh, anyway, I don't it's know. A good tune. I just remember that. I think it was Gimme Shelter. I'd have to look it up. I'm not. I'm not too concerned though with getting that one right. So, <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we are. We're gonna get going before we do. Does anybody have any um, fundraisers to throw out there? I, you know what, I, I dropped the ball on this one and I did not. I got. Um, uh, we're recording this like a week before it's going live, but a lot of record companies are currently doing fundraisers for the people of Ukraine. So. I don't have any specifics. Uh, I know AF Records is, so maybe give those people a hand. They're having a pretty fucking rough time right now. Yeah. Uh, Trev, I thought you you and I both were gonna suggest the uh, the one that came out around Valentine's Day. I just can't remember that. Yeah, I, I can't it, remember the the name of the comp. What's the name of the comp? Jeff? We talked about that. It's a now. That's what I call Heartbreak Four. That's it. That's uh, it. the two thousands. <laughs> Uh, so it's um, every year they put out this um, charity compilation and this year all the proceeds are going to Jane's due process. It's a Texas-based nonprofit. It helps young people uh, navigate parental consent laws mm. and uh, access abortion and birth control. And what's it called? It's Texas. Uh, the name of the compilation is now that's what I call Heartbreak for the 2000s. So the emphasis is cover songs. Um of the 2000s and there's like over 30 tracks um a lot a lot of really cool fun stuff yeah um it's awesome like from just outrageously pop covers to like some more obscure things um i'm looking it up right now it's um it's got a lot of lot like local boston artists and uh stuff on it but i think people from all over too and um it's uh it's an impressive an impressive comp for sure <clears throat> they also have uh comps out from every like the past several years and they just go through the decades like 80s 90s 2000s it's kind and, of they, cool. and they all go to a specific they all go to different different charities uh, I, I think they go to different ones every year yeah that's but, awesome um, all nice. right all right chris you got one in particular um, I, I don't you know we always push scotty saints uh the punk punk with a per- punk for a purpose with, with a purpose, with, with, with a purpose, purpose. Um, the, to benefit Cholangiocarcinoma Foundation. Yeah. So that's a good one as well. A lot of good uh, bands on that. Good tracks. All right. We always do the um, benefit for Bueno. Friends playing songs for a friend. Um, another good one to pick up. We do those. I mean, those are always those two albums are always in my in the link tree for the podcast. So hopefully, people go there, see that, and go, "Whoa, what's this?" And then see how amazing the uh, it looks. You know. So <clears throat> um, I still have it in my link tree as well. Cool. So it's in the Dirty Decibels link tree as well. It is. Yep. Awesome. Um. All right. So I guess were you guys ready to get to it? We're gonna get into the do it. the meat and potatoes of this whole. There's this a whole lot story. to talk about. It really it is. is. This is this might be like. Yeah, this might be the longest one we've, we 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 do. I don't know. I have so much to say about all of it, all of it. So. It ended up being like seven hours of music because I put it all in one playlist. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, it took me quite a while. Yeah. So, um, and I I went through like just a refresher. I went through some of it today. So. Uh, oh yeah, I re-listened everything yeah. today. 
Well, Somebo- not everything. Somebody, some of it was a little too long. <laughs> some, I was going to say, somebody threw like an hour and a half album on there. <laughs> okay, no I was going to say, what time do you? I was going to say, what time do you guys wake up? Well, let me let, let's let, let's we'll, we'll we'll get there. Let's get there when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll hit oh things up. Um. <clears throat> so my local my my local pick was uh the high end, uh class kicks is the name of the album, and um they're they're out of I think Alston uh massachusetts um i i learned about them they did a show with diablo gato and jesse von kenmore posted a video of them playing and i'm like oh this sounds pretty good i want to check it out and it's like it's like high octane roadhouse rock and rock and roll music um i i don't know i i was digging it i i checked out the album the album was was pretty good and i said this this will be a good one for uh for for what we're doing what I like about it, though, is like a lot of people think like that. So like Roadhouse Rock, I don't even know like what decade that was like really popular, but um, it's definitely gotten like it, it, it's I think people with genres, they think they die out. and They, they don't. You just got to look for the indie artists that do them. And I think these guys cover like that Roadhouse style pretty well. Yeah, I said um, what I wrote down was that it's grooving rock and roll. Um, did you guys notice the opening track that has this guitar lick that sounds like Nazareth's hair of the dog? Was or is that just did you guys hear the was it, anybody hear that? I didn't. It, I it was very that. familiar. It was what's that? I'm sorry, Ari, what'd you say? Oh, no, 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 no. oh. Um, but yeah, so for me, I heard that and it had that classic rock kind of like you said, a roadhouse bluesy rock. It was familiar. And so that was one of the things I re- noticed about this is that there's all these kind of familiar pieces of the past decades of rock in their music. Um, but I enjoyed it. I put down that it, overall it was a fun album with many elements from the past. Uh, it's all at once familiar and fresh. So I guess I went a little different. I wrote that it reminded me of like the 80s hair, glam rock, um, the like those searing guitar solos and the vocal delivery and and lyrically that kind of repetitive like each song is repeating the chorus seems to take the whole song um i liked it it's just not really my style i but yeah it was a good pick if you like that style of music nice I, I agree. I thought I was uh um I I I have to admit today I learned the term roadhouse rock. I don't think I've actually heard roadhouse rock before. Um but that's that's I feel like that's a good way to describe it. I wrote like motorcycle riding music. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um but yeah, no, it had like the the 70s, 80s like kind of big I wrote I literally wrote down like big hair and music video era um like babes in red dresses getting out of sports cars kind of music videos like that's what it reminded me of for sure like so definitely like kind of the 80s like hair uh not hair metal but you know what i mean like that glam rock kind of kind of age um but yeah no i I dug it it was a lot of it was just fun and enjoyable like rock and roll to listen to i liked it yeah so i was actually a little like biased at the beginning because i know uh johnny who was the singer of the band like um we're, I don't like know him very well, but I'm like familiar with a lot of the music he makes is like rockabilly. So like in my head, I was like, I knew this was his band. So I really thought I was going into a rockabilly record and was surprised that it was like a, just like 
as you said, roadhouse rock. And I think like the big thing that stuck out to me is like, um, it's kind of, you know, just like aggressively party rock music, like it's rock and roll music. Uh, but like the guitar player is like stealing the show the whole time. I think like he's, that dude knows the sound he's going for and gets it. And yeah. like, Mm-hmm. The more I dive into the stuff, the more I realize that's like not an easy thing to do. He's just kind of like shredding all over the place and has like the sound and like. So I mean, yeah, it's got like a. I thought it was a cool record. It's not like right up my alley. Um, usually, I don't like to compare bands to other bands, but it kind of reminds me of Georgia Satellites. I don't know if any of you guys like them, but um, that's kind of my go-to like Roadhouse North Star for when I'm driving the van and break the stereo with how loud it goes. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was fun. Nice. And I gave that album, so I rated all the album covers. I gave that one a two and a half out of five. So we're, we're, I, <laughs> I, I did a five scale. I figured those with half points will be all right. <clears throat> um, all right, so for the, uh, for, the, for the album art criteria, I got a bit of a story for this one first. The first one I saw that I picked out, it turned out to be like Christian... I don't even, you can't call it death metal because it wasn't. You should have made us listen to it. Dude. Uh, it was <laughs> white metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It said like white metal and not black yeah. metal. And yeah, it, it was. Uh, this is your second pick we're talking about? Yeah, well, it was my first second pick. And I, uh, and I decided. We're not much. Yeah, I, I said okay, I couldn't gotcha. do it. I just couldn't do it. I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> okay. I could not get yep. into All I could think about is like, um, what, <laughs> what was I that? listened to that album. Okay. It was not. I didn't think it was very good. Yeah, I didn't either. So yeah, I, I did. I, I didn't I, listen because we didn't have to. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just couldn't get into it. So I went with. I <clears throat> I, so I, I didn't know what to do. So I figured we were having, we have coffin salesmen on the podcast for today. I figured I'd go with Doom Folk, right? So um, <laughs> the the name of the band is The Widow's Ride, and originally it was their first album that popped up. But I thought, well, I want to do their 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 latest one, um, and I'm glad I did. So the latest album is called "The Familiar Song," and um, the album the cover art is very simplistic, but it's it's it has a lot of intric- intric- intricacy to it if you look like into the details of it. And um, it was it was awesome. It was uh it was it was it was I I thought it was really good. It was a sto- It's a story. The whole thing's a storytelling. And uh, it comes with a book, which I got in the mail. It's a hardcover book. Uh, it's a lyric book, but it's got it's got pictures in it and stuff like that. What are you doing, dog? Um, you know, it, they autographed it. You know, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty it's pretty wild. I think the pictures are pretty good. Um, this the the artwork of it's pretty good. It goes with the story as well. Um, basically, this is like a story of a guy who meets the devil, right? And that's what I got out of it. And uh, the devil offers it. The devil's in my dog right now. What are you doing? Relax. Sorry. Um, the devil's, in, you know, the devil, it, it, he meets this devil and he offers him a deal. And um, yeah, I don't know. Everything about it, I liked it. It, it had like a country western, like spaghetti western feel to it. Like, which is weird to say about an album and not a film. Hey. This never happens. Um, Yeah. So anyway, that was my pick for... The number two. Uh, they're out of Kansas City, Missouri, too. Album cover of five. Nice. I was wondering when I looked at the album cover, I was like, I wonder what it was that drew Trev to this. I mean, it is like kind of simplistic and and almost folksy, right? Um, 
So I put on here that this was, it, it was it's haunting and actually a little creepy. And the opening acoustic track is a little misleading because the next song dives into electric guitars, um, even though it's a slowed down tempo. And I'm getting serious Nick Cave vibes from this. The third uh, song, um, it's obvious that there's a specific sound that this band has, and it's the result of a mix of dark, musical, spaghetti, western, folk, sea, sea shanty flavored songs. I put that I love this because I did. I, I really dug this album. As soon as I finished listening to it, I bought it. I went all Chris on this one and the next one, so I'm going to have to look at my notes. Um, I wrote Cowboy Guitar. It th- my, was my initial impression, like from the tone of the guitar to the strumming pattern to the chord progressions. There's some like Spanish guitar later in the album as well, but heavier. Uh, every song sounds like it's from the most badass Western ever ever and something bad is about to happen is currently happening or people are burying the dead and rebuilding the town clock tower vocals and delivery are fantastic and i love that the album plays out as a single cohesive story but the songs are strong enough to stand on their own um i really really fucking dug this album yeah uh so i what i liked about this album is like i like that it it lives up to the doom thing because they're these kind of like heavy kind of like psychedelic guitars that are like when the second track kind of comes in i'm like they get big fuzzy desert vibes and i really loved that um i thought like the for my personal taste i thought like the narrative was like a little campy i think it's like um his love dies and he makes a deal to have her restored to life i think i'm not i'm not sure i didn't do a deep dive deep enough dive but um i thought there was like some really interesting musical moments on it um but it wasn't like i didn't have it on repeat a lot um so i didn't really dig this one too much (laughs) i'm gonna be perfectly honest i um i i went into it really wanting to like it uh that first track like when it, it starts in like i i dig the overall like musical style i was like okay this is like spooky doom folk kind of stuff like i dig this i really wanted to as soon as the singer started singing um it just it i i feel like it got a little too like butt rocky for me um his his vocals remind me of the band corn um his he sounds like the singer from the band corn to me and um that's all i could could think of like as i was listening through it um and yeah i also felt like it was a little too like a little too campy like um vaudeville uh almost like the bell of the ball song like i was just kind of like eh. uh, i i really and truly like i do dig like the overall like sound of like like musically but i i just couldn't i couldn't get into this one very no, much no, no. hey it's not gonna be for everybody right i think I think like to defend the campy, I think that was part of why I liked it. I thought it was intentional. Like, like somebody said, the old spaghetti Westerns, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, well, I, th- I think, I think it's one thing I give them credit for is they do commit to the bit for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. yeah. So, like, it's not like a hundred percent in my wheelhouse, but like they're doing the thing they set out to do. And I love the idea of compiling everything in a book. I think that's like, super cool um that lends itself to the genre well yeah doing that yeah Uh, but before i was rudely interrupted by tula the terrible (laughs) uh, i i did want to say something about two things one chris you had mentioned like 
what drew me to that artwork <clears throat> and I, and again I, it's the whole simplicity of it and like but if you look deep into it like the cover is it's um cuz it the cover of the album is the cover of the book and it and it looks like a pen, pencil sketch like the whole thing is like pencil sketch um but the 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 dude with like the blood dripping down his face like it's like he looks like a like a like a mobster from the the 20s and i, I don't know there was just something about that that i dug um nice and the vocals, Jeff. So I, I didn't get the I didn't get the Jonathan Davis from Corn's side. I did, however, like it was like some of the songs reminded me when he would sing of like a violent femme song. And some of it would remind me of yeah, Peter Steele from Typo Negative. But like the 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 goth typo negative yeah. days, not yeah, the early I can see ones. That. So yeah, that, that that's uh but um yeah, no, it, it, I don't know. I dug it and um sorry you didn't. I'm sorry you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you had to suffer through that. So, um, <clears throat> my X Factor, my X Factor is the album Holiday Heart by Snuggle. I like to. It's got an exclamation point, so I wanted to really beat home with the Snuggle. You know, um, <laughs> all in caps. Yeah, yeah, all in caps. Um, they're out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even remember how I stumbled. A, a, oh, you know what? I think I was listening to another podcast and a song opened up with one of theirs. And uh, the, um, the 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 lead singer, his name's Jerome. He belts out lyrics, and it's kind of like this half singing, half yelling. Well, I guess it would be like one like two part yelling, one part singing, <coughs> and one part talking. Um, it reminded me kind of how Ryan Young sings in a way. Um, not like I don't think they sound alike, but I think like the way they the way they get you know they belt out a tune. Um, it's very unorthodox. I like that. It's fast punk. It said something about crust punk. I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> but I guess it could. I guess if they, if they if they call themselves that, then let, let's go with it. Uh, I felt kind of fell down the rabbit hole because like I was like, well, what are people who like this band? Because they have that that feature on Bandcamp, right, where you can see all the people who support them. So I'd click on a couple of them. I see. Well, what else do uh? What else? What else do these people like? And I found something called Pipsqueak through them, and that's the singer Jerome. That that was like I guess it was before Snuggle, before Snuggle, uh, <laughs> and it was like um, it was like an acoustic with a cello as well, and uh, it was just a two two piece uh, two two person set uh, uh, band. Uh, it was him and this woman. And they were re- it was really good, but some of the songs that were on Pipsqueak are also on. Uh, they also covered with Snuggle, you know? So I, <laughs> I just have to keep saying it like that. I'm sorry. Um, no, I, I totally dug these guys I to the point where I grabbed the EP. Um, nice. You know? And then, Honestly, from a cover art perspective, I dig that too. Pretty, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I gave that I like one a it. four and a half. That, that album art gets a four and a half. Uh, it's almost graffiti like too. I like it. I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, honestly, they they quickly became a favorite of mine, um, even though they only have a couple things out there. So nice. I grew up listening to skate punk, so for me, I liked this. This was upbeat, fast driving skate pop punk, uh, rapid fire drumming, chugging bass lines, speeding buzzsaw guitars, razor raw vocals. Uh, this EP is meant to play uh, is meant to be played with the volume turned to eleven. I totally dig it. So I was sold by the name. 
like Trev, I was I was enamored by the fact that they put the exclamation mark there. Like, fuck, yeah, we're going to snuggle. Um, <laughs> and then the album art, it's that anatomical heart surrounded by 40 bottles and razor blades. I loved it. Uh, the music, I have crushing drums played at break, breakneck speed that feel like they're about to fall apart at any moment. The vocals match. They're delivered with an urgency and force that makes it seem like the front man might collapse as soon as his message is delivered. Uh, the lyrics kind of reminded me of like early punk emo or pop punk slash emo. But then they wrapped them up in a pretty brutal package. Like I liked it. Um, I did notice that there were a, a lot of the songs have time changes in them. And I don't know if that is to give everybody a break. <laughs> like they'll go from, I, I don't know. I didn't actually count the BPM, but they will go from playing very fast to like a slow section and then right back into super fast. Uh, so yeah, that was 15 minutes that I thoroughly enjoyed. I'm I like right off my notes. I, like my first impression, I think I stick to, and it's scrappy, frustrated as hell, pop punk, and it's on brand for Dead Broke Records, who put this out or records. Uh, they release this, and a lot of what they release is fucking scrappy, frustrated as hell, pop punk. What I liked about this is that the singer is just kind of like he's just fucking really coming on hinge, just like really screaming it out, like really like <laughs> like uh, like it didn't. Um, it it didn't really like leave a huge impact on me because like there are some bands I something about it I didn't like totally connect with but I enjoyed listening to it and I love the just like the fucking ridiculous unhinged delivery and one note I had was like I think like seeing this band would be like a make or break on like me loving it like I think if I saw this band I would go home list this record and like oh yeah hell yeah but um yeah. Yeah, I um, I didn't write a ton about this. I just the word ever it was manic, uh, just like <laughs> manic yeah. kind of like heavy duty punk, um, super fast like frenetic punk, and um, I I dig the gravelly vocals and like the catchy hooks and stuff like that. It was like super fun to listen to. I always Trev, I I was saying it in my mind every time I see the name, I picture it like a whole bunch of gang vocals, like snuggle. <laughs> I every time I I see the way it's written out. So. <laughs> That's awesome. I guess I could have went that like route. I at the end of a route. record, they would have a whole bunch of friends or like at their show, just be like, snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don't awesome. they put an exclamation point on Pipsqueak too? I don't know. I, I like, like exclamation you. points. Yeah. I put exclamation points on all my episodes for the for the cast. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, nice. There was yeah. a there was a TV show called Trucks with like an exclamation point. So <laughs> my, my friends like we we'd always laugh when we see it in like the <clears throat> dating myself. The preview channel. Remember the preview channel would have like all the stuff that was on oh, yeah. network television. So we'd yeah. always go trucks every time we would see it, and that's <laughs> that's I went that route with uh with I like snuggle. I like that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, all right. I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Yes. All right. We'll start local Buffalo. The band is called Indentured. The album's called Resistance Etiquette. Um, this is just, this is Buffalo hardcore fast and unforgiving hardcore that barrels full speed ahead, taking moments to delve into experimental punk and metal. Um, the production for me is on point for a noisy hardcore band. You can hear every instrument and vocal clearly. 
and uh i loved it i love it it's, it's just it's it's just a high energy you know just packed into just this little set of songs and it, it just it blew me away the first time i heard it and also the song karen's my favorite it's amazing so wait no go ahead yeah okay you got it right i so, go last man fuck i had um yeah buffalo hardcore album that lyrically seems to take a tongue-in-cheek look at society and where we're at today i really liked it karen was a fucking awesome song it was Ooh. hilarious oh, yeah. um i didn't really hear anything that like popped Ooh, out man. to me as exceptional but like for me uh just a traditional hardcore album is enough to get it done like i don't i don't typically exceptional in that genre tends to be bad so um i was totally fine with it the only thing i was bummed about was that their only physical media is a tape and i yeah. don't have a tape player so i'm gonna yes. have to buy a tape player <laughs> hey, that's a good excuse too it's worth it i got a tape deck here it's really and i have a tape from this band on the way because I, I fucking love it uh mm -hmm. like when i first heard it it was kind of like um it felt like a little interesting, but kind of like average to me. But the more I played it, the more I'm like, hell yeah. I, like, I love how snarky the band is and how they fluctuate from like pretty serious stuff to kind of hilarious stuff. Like Karen obviously being like a banger hit that probably shouldn't be like kind of those like uh, cultural topics. It's kind of like easy to make a cheesy song about that, but they just mm -hmm. like own it and it's hilarious mm -hmm. and they rip. Um, and it's kind of like... Um, a lot of hardcore bars a lot from hip-hop but i feel like this band like leans into that just like that hair a bit more mm -hmm. where like um like the vocalist is like almost sort of rapping over some parts and like it, re it really worked for me like after listening to it i was like oh it's okay and then i like wanted to go back and listen to it more so nice. i'm really hyped up about this band yeah, i really enjoyed listening to this i um I love it. I, I wrote like staple dive, like staple basement dive bar uh, or like punk venue soundtrack, like just exactly the type of thing I'd expect to be here, like here playing over like the house music there. Um, it was what I wrote. I wrote, oh, I, I wrote, reminds me of being in, <laughs> reminds me of being in a sticky, uh, rad, dark venue, uh, gritty, fast, hard, hardcore punk, um, angry. And I'm definitely into it. I, I always laugh so hard when we're all on the same page about something as soon as everybody was like karen is fucking like i wrote that like love the lyrics especially karen um it's like very i usually don't like music that is or lyrics that are not poetic like i i feel like a lot of times when when lyrics are very literal and like almost it, it become it can very easily become campy and almost like stupid like just like singing about something in a completely literal way with no nuance to it at all um <clears throat> but like aria said they really own that on the like they just they lean into it and they're just like my name is karen and i want to see your manager i'm like i'm <laughs> shitty but like they just like they just like lean all the way into it and just totally like make it you know blatantly tongue-in-cheek and it's it's uh it's perfect like it just worked really well so yeah i dug it a lot Right off the rip, I I was like, this sounds familiar. And I was like, what is this? And then when Karen, by the time it got to Karen, it, it dawned on me. Um, they're like a modern day black flag. Like they have that kind of, 
I could see that that kind of style of of, of uh, you know of, of hardcore, um, <clears throat> which definitely has you know it, it, there's definitely a place for it, and I and I enjoyed it. Um, even the even the cover, uh, which I gave a, a two and a half. I got a, you know I gave the cover a two and a half. The the burning van. It reminded me of like 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 black flag touring in their van. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. I I, I dug it. I was into it. I was definitely into it. Nice, nice, yeah. Um, now this one's the art one, and immediately I just I saw the cover. You know, it's cartoony. It's a cowboy riding a giant fish, a catfish. Uh, it's a band, and then the name of the band too. The name of the band is the T H E E the Scarecrows, aka, and the album is called Catfish Head. I didn't know what to expect. Like I said, I just picked the band uh, or the cover and then hit play. I didn't even go down to see what the genre was or anything, and. Um, Right away, psycho Billy bluesy rock and roll. It's foot stomping saloon jams. I put it's fast, raucous. It's got Elvis Presley style vocals and it's surprisingly catchy. Like I listened to it the first time through and I'm like, okay, this has got that kind of westerny kind of psycho Billy feel to it. And I get that, you know, there's a lot of people that really love that and, I, and it's cool. I don't mind it. But then I just I found myself kind of singing or singing the 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 fungus among us that that just kind of you know what i just kept singing that and i'm like oh my god and i walk by my wife and i'm just like a fungus among us she's like what are you singing i'm like you got to hear these guys so i looked a little deeper these guys are from the uk playing psycho billy saloon stomping bluesy rock and roll and not just that these are like the the slipknot version of psycho billy these guys play as scarecrows they wear scarecrow masks they got the overalls the, they do. dude it's it's insane <laughs> i was looking i just wa- I watched a couple of their youtube videos and i'm just like wow i mean they get they're just owning it so for me this was a surprise because again you know i picked the album or the by, based on the cover not knowing what we're going to get and then i just found myself the more list the more i listened the more i liked it you know what i mean it's not the greatest album but man it's it's fun it's a fun album so I have I have a little story because this album made me laugh really hard. <laughs> um, Trev's not the only one who mulliganed his visual pick. <laughs> so if you look, like you said, they actually dress like scarecrows and stuff. Um, my first, my visual pick was a band. They were dressed as werewolves in <laughs> on the album cover, and I thought that was fucking funny. Um, and then they're a werewolf band, so like. They were really bad and all their songs were about masturbation, which I wasn't digging. But it, it, as soon as I looked on Bandcamp and saw your pick, I was like, I'm not even fucking listening to this. But and then <laughs> then last night I did try it and it I love rockabilly and it is it's that blue, like you said, bluesy rockabilly, uh psycho billy. I'm I really dug it. I think I listened to that album probably three times last night. Yeah, so like this is weird because it's like it's sleazy, swampy rockabilly is like what's yeah. what I think is happening. Like it's not reinventing the wheel at by any means, but they when we talk about committing to the bit, this band definitely does that. And so I feel like people who like listen to like the legendary Shack Shakers, like a band like that, this is like right at home in those things. I actually didn't know they dress like scarecrows. That actually makes me more entertained. <laughs> Because at first I thought it was just kind of sleazy. Like the old timey. Like the old timey ones with the burlap sack over their heads. I I have it pulled up right now. Now that I 
now that I have that bit of information, it's like it makes it a little more fun for me. Like it is super fucking sleazy, but I that's what it's supposed to be. So like it's fun. I would throw this on at the party. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got um I I leaned into the like goofy side of like I got more of like a goof like it reminded like it literally reminded me of that cartoon that like bizarre cartoon from the early nineties Rocket Doodle, <laughs> which was like this cart like this kids movie about like a rooster that won't like sang like Elvis, um but it was like like bizarre and really dark and weird um that's kind of like what it reminded me of but uh i wrote down uh sorry i switched pages but i um no i thought it was uh i thought it was cool i love the harmonica track on it i love the uh i i love that like uh hot rail recording of like the the like real dirty harmonica um Mm -hmm. on on different records that's uh always been a a mixing element that I appreciate. So, um, yeah, I dug that. And I, and it was also like, if you listen to, I mean, they're kind of jokey, like clever lyrics too. So they, they, they just lean into the whole shtick again, which is, I mean, you got to respect at least if somebody's going to do the shtick that they're, they do the shtick all the way, you know, I'm not generally someone who likes shtick, but, (laughs) but like, if you're going to do it, I guess, you know, own it and do it. So the, the whole dressing and like scarecrows thing would be awesome to see. That would be really funny. All right, first and foremost, <laughs> <laughs> that sigh was all we needed, Brad. That was all we needed. The album, the album art, the album art's a solid five. Solid five. Um, it was it was awesome. Uh Aria brought up a good the word sleazy. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. I called it crudability. Um oh. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I called it crudability. Uh it, you know, it it was it's it's meant to be fun spirited and and you're bopping, you kind of bop it along to the music, like you said, like you find yourself singing Fungus Among Us. And uh, <laughs> for, listen, like, you know, and I, I looked into them too. And I was, and that, that was the first thing I was like, these guys aren't, these guys, these guys are from Europe. <laughs> like, you know, and then yeah. I, and then I see like the Scarecrow bit and like, yeah, all right. So, I mean, I mean, let's let's be real here. Like they're just like they're making fun of America, right? <laughs> like, oh, see, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I feel. I like think they like it, dude. I think that's their yeah. game, man. I, yeah, think, I I just feel like like that era, like that. Just I don't know. It, 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 you know what? It had like I didn't. I wasn't upset with it. You know what I mean? Like I I dug. I, like I found myself fucking bopping along to it while I was driving. Um, if, uh, it's not something I'm gonna always go to. I might throw it on at a party. To be like, hey, listen to this, you know, <laughs> to a group of people. But um, yeah, that uh, it was interesting. It was definitely interesting. That was a good. That was a good pick for an album art for sure. You know, I, I just want as a quick aside. If anyone wants more like sleazy, ridiculously blown out blues from not America, there's this label called Voodoo Rhythm Records, and everything they put out is abjectly ridiculous. I think they're from Switzerland, and they have just really bizarro bands so i just want to nice this kind of reminds me of that kind of thing <laughs> nice uh so my next one so here's the thing about the next one um i didn't know this because i wasn't familiar with this but quiet country audio is actually a studio out here uh in buffalo and uh what what i what we submitted here for the x factor um the name of the band is those mockingbirds they're a band out of jersey and what the basically what happens is these bands come into the studios at quiet country audio and they record sessions so they could put them out as little eps right and so that's what this was those mockingbirds recorded um a four song session there um most of the songs are off of their album penny the dreadful 
Um, so that's the that's the name of this band, those mockingbirds, not not quiet country audio. Uh anyway, this band, um, again, you know, I would the only reason I picked them was because I was just kind of looking through local stuff, you know, Buffalo, what's what do we have out here? And when I saw quiet country audio, I just kind of liked the sound of that, and I didn't know it was the studios, and I saw uh, you know, they had a few of the different recordings there. Um, but this was one that stood out to me. For me, this was straight up hard rock and roll with garage country blues flavor. Um, kind of like the Scarecrow, uh, the first song on the Scarecrows. It's loud, fast, and rollicking. Um, the first tune is. But the rest of the album has more of like elements of murder folk and maybe alternative 90s rock. Um, the band also has a violinist, which always adds to this kind of haunting atmosphere to some of these songs. So overall, you know these four songs i really kind of i got into them and it was again it's one of these things the more i listened to it the more i really got into it and that's what made me kind of look this up further and find out that uh it's actually the band those mockingbirds um yeah i like i really like this one a lot i didn't get i must not have got very into this i just have i love the guitar and i love the vocal harmonies and the drummer hits really hard that was so I'm really adding nothing to the conversation right now. Yeah, I wanted to going in and seeing the cover and stuff. I wanted to like really like this. Um, it just doesn't really connect with me. I, I wrote that it's like a little proggy for like where my taste lies. But I got to give them credit for being tight, really tight, especially for like a live in-studio recording. And there are parts of it that kind of have this like big like you were saying like late 90s i was thinking like i'm kind of like early 2000s big like anthemic style rock yeah. so i feel like this band would have really taken off like around that time like their music kind of fits in that kind of um narrative for me yeah yeah i kind of wrote um it's high energy like dense rock uh i wrote like almost kind of like emo meets folk meets alt rock kind of stuff um it was it wasn't necessarily yeah my favorite either but i i think i could like to i would like to try to like get more into this band or listen to more of what they what they've put out um but i i do i do really love like the format of how they release all these little eps and if i had stumbled upon any of these as a cover art pick i absolutely would have been drawn to it cuz i love photography and yeah. i i love like the style that they did with all these little eps with all these different like stitched together kind of collages of these different bands in the in the studio and so i think that's a cool little like format to to do and um i would like to check out a lot of the other i'm going to definitely check out some of the other things that quiet country audio has put out because i think that's a cool like uh uh that's a cool like format to 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 do um I uh I thought I thought I did think it was mixed really well. I that the production stuck out to me. I thought it sounded great. I thought the the sound quality of it was awesome. So yeah, I thought it was cool. Knowing that uh that it that it was like a studio that put it out, like I I, I I'm gonna up my cover art from a one point five to a two and a half because now it makes sense because like they're all like that, right? So when I, I just yeah. saw and I, I was like, why are they all just doing pictures like that? Um, but it makes sense because it's like you know from what they're going for. Uh, I think it sounds like I, there's really nothing I can say that no one else said already. Um, I I found it to be a breath of fresh air. Like uh, it's a real solid alternative band. Um, it was the sound was was clean, was very clean, and it makes sense again because it's a studio that put it out. Um, they want to have their best, you know. Um, 
yeah, no, I mean, it, it was good. It was, it definitely reminded me of like, it was just like an alternative band, like a, like kind of like late nineties, early two thousands, kind of like what Ari was saying. So, um, not, like I said, not much more I can, uh, I can add to the, to the convo on that one. It's other than I liked it. Cool. All right. Um, we- Wheezy, you're up. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck was I gonna oh my local pick was viceroy kings from dayton ohio the single is drunken alibis from 2020 uh i really like rockabilly and this sound fit really good for me i it sounds to me like it could have came out of memphis in the 50s there's gritty vocals Dirty guitar, hard hitting drums, rock and roll piano, which I love. I mean, he, they kind of had me hooked there. And a cover of like one of my favorite protest songs from the 80s um, that was made popular by the Dropkick Murphys. So I, I just kind of dug all three songs on this album. Yeah, my, my first thing when I saw this, I was like, the band is named after a cigarette. And it sounds accordingly. <laughs> so like, yeah, I thought it was like, I thought it was like a fun couple records. The Drunken Alibi song, I thought it was like pretty, had like a good hook to it. And it's like, they skew like a little more rock for this kind of thing. Cause I feel like a lot of like rockabilly bands kind of like swing their beat a little bit more. Um, but it's kind of interesting that there's something about it where there's like one notch over into being like a little more straightforward rock without have, losing that kind of swagger. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought it was cool. I enjoyed listening to it. The, the cover at the end was kind of unexpected. I was just walking around listening to it, and I'm like, wait a minute. And, and I thought I thought they had a really interesting take, so I thought it was like a, yeah, it was a fun little EP. I, um, yeah, I wrote uh, Social D meets Billy Bragg. Um, it kind of has a fun, like, anthemic, some fun anthemic hooks and stuff like that. I do feel like for me personally, uh, the whole like, like protesty working class, um, punk rock kind of vibe, uh, they, they have that sort of vibe that I feel like is to be a perfectly honest, kind of was ruined for me by the dropkick Murphys a little bit, but that's a whole other thing to go into. Um, I like as soon as I heard like the work, the workers song, I was just like, eh, this just reminds me of the dropkick Murphys, but, um, but I like their sound. I, I do think they have like a really, uh, really cool, like enthusiastic sound. It's got like really dirty, gritty vocals and stuff like that, which I always like. Um, and so I, I did enjoy listening to it. It was, it's a good EP. <clears throat> yeah. I, the scratchy gravelly vocals. I'm, I'm, all about it all the time yeah um i thought i thought their cover of, of workers song was was really good um yeah i i don't know i it, i mean it definitely like i i didn't know it was a song i knew it wasn't a dropkick original song but i i didn't know who where it came from to begin to begin with so i've never heard the original um but i think they did a great job with it um it, it reminded me of like it's got like a rockabilly then like a country almost like a country rock guitar to it that i i i kind of feel with it um but yeah i I dug it i dug i listened to this is one of the ones i kind of wore out my welcome with Bandcamp with um just because i wanted to make sure i had it you know had it down uh album cover solid three solid three nice 
Uh, I wrote country punk and roll. I so I'm a fan of music. Um, it's kind of like that foot stomping, whiskey swigging, barroom shaking energy. You know what I mean? And I feel like this is a band that would be fun to see live. Um, so I enjoyed it, and I I was reading some of the info on their on their Bandcamp page, and Punk News said it best. This is punk informed by the vibe of outlaw country. It was it's 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 a, it's a solid pick. I liked it. Uh, my second pick, based on visuals, was Field Day's single "Why." Um, I just liked I I like that '50s like advertisement look, and then they did it with the pointillism that makes it look like a, a war hole. So I just dug the album cover. Um, this band is apparently comprised of members from Dag Nasty, and I did not know that before I picked it. But it sounds like Dag Nasty turned up like that early era Washington, D.C. hardcore. Uh, I, I thought it was a solid album. Yeah, so I like I had um, heard the name of this band kicking around, and like I'm not really very familiar with Dagnasty, and I know like they have like different lineups or whatever. So I guess this is pretty much like an extension of that, but um, they're like really tight melodic punk band, kind of very reminiscent of kind of like a your '90s kind of skate kind of sound, like not like the shreddy skate, but more like the melodic um, kind of stuff, and. Um, like it, it's not something I would listen to a lot because I kind of have bands that kind of fill that void. But I like listening to it. It's very clear that these guys are like veteran musicians of the genre they're doing. They're like exceptionally tight, exceptionally well performed, like well written songs. Um, and so like, I I enjoyed listening to it. it like went down smooth. <laughs> I, I can't remember what order we're supposed to be going. I wrote like uh, bad religion descendancy vibes in like the vocals, uh, the, the tone of his like vocals. Um, yeah. 90s kind of alt rock mixed with punk pop uh, pop punk like kind of riffs and stuff like that um and and i dug like the definitely very blatant socio-political lyrics <laughs> um that they have going on so it, i didn't write too much that's all i wrote about this i didn't it wasn't necessarily like super i didn't feel like it was super impressive in any specific way or unique but i thought it was like tight as hell and definitely sounded like really polished and um definitely like a real pro record so it was yeah it was i, I dug it I should have went with the werewolf band. <laughs> um, if this if this band was a cocktail, it would be like two part Pennywise, two part Bad Religion, one part Face to Face. Um, the artwork is definitely like Bad Religion esque to me. I don't know. I've kind of felt that way. Yeah, I see that. I, I dug it though. I, I I the album was good. Um, it's another one that I like. I I list, I wore out my listens because I was trying to make sure. I heard enough of it, you know what I mean? Because, I, I mean, sometimes you kind of get lost in music and you just like, yeah, I just heard Pennywise. Like, no, that's not Pennywise. It's this band. So I'd have to go back and I'd have to listen to it. Now, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that they're copycats or anything like that. Um, it's just, I could, you could really, it's just got that Los Angeles, like that LA kind of sound to it, you know? Um, I, I feel anyway. Uh, the uh, album cover, solid five. Solid five. Classic. 
Mm. Uh, I put nice mix of punk hard rock uh, with little elements of metal in there. It's fast and melodic. Uh, there's some pretty sick high octane guitar work on this, including a very sweet lead on that first track. Uh, the EP is a tight power punch clocking in at just under 10 minutes. Very nice. Yeah, I, th I thought it was fun. This this is right up my alley. I like this. Um, My X Factor pick was Pigeon Pits 20 uh, last year, actually, December last year. Uh, Feather River Canyon Blues. This is my X Factor because I found it when I was looking for albums and I like Pigeon Pits. So I figured I'd see what their new album sounded like. And it's really good. I like folk punk and I like the um, female harmonies and that like melancholy yet mildly hopeful lyrics over just stripped down acoustic instruments that sound like they found them in their barn. Like they just went and found every fucking instrument that was laying in a barn somewhere and threw it into a song. Yeah. So this one I've, I've like seen this cover art around and, um, like to be honest a lot of like folk punk kind of leaves like not the best taste in my mouth because i'm like it's a lot of times it's like just pop punk played really fast on an acoustic guitar and it's like mildly annoying and slightly out of tune but this band was fucking awesome i love this record um it's like everything i would want and kind of like a folk punk record like it's it's heartfelt it feels like um it makes you want to like get on a bus somewhere and just like not come back that's kind of like the big mood I feel on this record. And just like they're they're tight and like the delivery on everything is good. The songs are good. Um, like, yeah, I just love everything about it. It kind of reminds me of like when I first heard Defiance Ohio when I was in like high school. It kind of like it doesn't sound like that, but it feels like that. It has this big like um, emotional core to it. And I thought there was just I was very impressed with this record. We have finally arrived. I fucking loved this band i love this record mike thank you so much yeah <laughs> for picking this out um absolutely agree with everything Arya just said i fucking loved this record uh mill crates is absolutely my favorite track off of it um i i wrote i didn't i didn't really write a lot about it i just wrote love a whole bunch of times um it's got like the rawness of mischief brew but with like and anthemic gang vocally like kind of like hooks and, and and choruses and stuff like that in it that um have like a you know a little bit more of like a pop punk or like um kind of folk punk vibe uh i just i loved it it was perfect i i don't know i don't, i'm never good at pulling words sometimes when i actually i'm better at pulling words when i don't like something sometimes than when i'm pulling <laughs> words when i do like something but um but it was just so enjoyable to listen to it just made me wish like that it was summertime and that I like same like that I was out just on a train somewhere or like just on the road or something. It, it, there's just something about it that has um, that kind of like wandery, like a little bit cynical and like kind of um, they're really emotional, heartfelt lyrics, but they they kind of hit in like a really hard way and um I absolutely love this is my hundred percent my favorite pick from this whole round and um, super stoked that I found it. So nice. thank you for bringing it to the table. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen. Uh, I definitely dug it, but, um, and, and here's the thing I've talked about it before on the podcast. How like, like I, I say we're spoiled living where we live, uh, Jeff, um, because of, you know, 
because of um the folk punk that's here. This was right up that alley. I, I liked it. I, I totally dug it. Um, maybe I, you know what? Part of it could be I love Washington so much. Maybe that's why it definitely had a Washington vibe. Uh, it definitely had a wandering vibe. And I, and and these are all things that have already been said. So I'm I'm gonna keep it keep it short. Um, the album cover though is only getting a one point five. So. I love the album cover. Yeah, yeah, fuck that album cover. But. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I agree with every, what everybody said. This is the same as Jeff. This was my favorite of all the ones we had so far on this in, for this episode. Um, you know, I, I put, I, I've said this before. I'm a sucker for pedal steel, and it's all over this album. And and it's just, and, I, and that idea that you say about that wandering feel, for me, it's almost like this wide open space feel, right? Like that open road or like, I don't know, man. It was, it was so nice. This was another one that immediately I bought it right after listening to it. I just went and bought it so I could listen to it over and over. Um, I also put that the songs are beautifully written. The, I love the vocals and the Americana flavored musicianship. This was just, yeah, this is killer. This was like this is five stars for me. This killed it. Loved it. And and they're playing shows with a band, you know, um, Apes of State. Oh, nice. I found from your podcast, actually. So that's I would, awesome. I would really love to see them if they come to town. They I, I feel like they I picture them putting on uh, a show that has like big crust punky vibes, but that like gets everyone in, like draws everyone in immediately. Yeah. Thing. Like that, yeah. that's just the vibes that they give me. It's, it's great. <laughs> it was nice. Cause I'm just like so cautious about like finding a band like that. Cause I feel like just so much of it sucks that <laughs> they're, that it's like so good to finally like hit a band that like really works for me. So I'm like, I'm stoked. So nice. Sweet. Okay. So you're up, are you? Yes, I'm up in the round. Uh, so yeah, my first pick um, for a local pick. It was kind of a challenge because what I wanted to do was I wanted to find something recently released, but also that I'd never heard of before. Um, there's obviously lots of cool bands and cool people I want to prop up, but I wanted to find something that like I don't know the people, I don't know the band, like I don't know anything about it. And so the band is Mirrored Hell. And it's their self-titled EP demo called Mirror Hell, Mirrored Hell. And they're like a lo-fi, spacey goth band. And they just kind of nail the sound and the vibe. And um, one thing I really like about it is I love the cover art to start. Um, it's kind of like an illustration of a face. Um, hard to describe over Zoom, but yeah. Um, and it's not like particularly unique in the genre field, but it does what it's trying to do really well and it kind of just sits in the pocket for the duration of the ep so i'd love to see like i'd love to see this band loud and i'd love to see how they kind of like expand that sound going forward but i like it's hard in my opinion it's kind of hard to nail a lo-fi sound and everything about how this band sits sonically complements the music to me perfectly i love a good jangly chorus driven guitar once in a while so it hit that nerve for me Jeff, you're up. Um, I I I feel like I want to say like so as a general rule, I I usually don't like a lot of like music that is is synth heavy. Like I don't like a lot of electronic music. Um, and uh, I uh, this band has come at a really weird time. So like last week we 
I screened this film at the venue where I work that was put out by a band called Boy Harsher, which is an electronic based, like heavy synth based band. And that band, it's they're a really weird band, but they they very strangely put a few hooks in me, like where I started to kind of appreciate the synth a little bit more and 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 be like, yeah, I can get into some stuff that like <laughs> that is, you know, electronic uh, driven. And um and so this band, actually, the timing of hearing Married Hell was perfect. I, I actually really did dig it. It, it has this droney synth spacey kind of feel to it. Um, it's just I wrote weird music for a weird headspace. Like it, it there are definitely times where I could imagine myself putting this on and just being like, I just want to be weird right now. Um, I, I dug the like lo-fi spooky, vo- spooky vibes and like the vocals and uh I think Aria just said it really well that, that it's hard. It can be hard to do lo-fi well. Like you have to kind of fit into the boundaries of like it. You purposely make it sound lo-fi, but the actual quality of it is good, you know. And um, they they did that pretty well. I I I, I dug it, and it was also just cool to find another local band from Boston that I also had never heard of before, which um, seems to be hard to do lately for me. Like I want to find more local bands that I've never heard of <laughs> um, a, or heard at all. So there's a lot of trash to weed through. I will say. Of course, well, I mean, yeah. You're just I mean, going, if you're just this, using but... the band camp finder. <laughs> the exciting, timing but... of this was great. And I did dig the record. So yeah, it was cool. <clears throat> uh, I, I agree. It's, it's, um, I love when I hear a band from that's local to the area that I'm from, um, you know, the region and, and I've never heard them before and I enjoy it. Um, these guys, th- th- this band gives me, and from the, from the artwork, uh, which I gave a 3.5 from the artwork to the sound, to the synth sound, to everything about it reminds me of like, like a, th- a fantasy land, like a fantastical kind of film. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like, like I, labyrinth, like labyrinth, like la- which which was weird because they recorded it at, at a place called Labyrinth Studio, um, labyrinth or like like Ridley Scott's Legend. Like, it sounds like music that would be put in that. And in the Ridley Scott Legend, like that was uh, Tangerine Dream that did that soundtrack or that score, and it was it the American version anyway. And it was like it's totally like synthy and and, and it's got a, I don't know, man. I I I was totally into this. Um, <clears throat> Labyrinth was an, was one of the movies. Mirror Mask was another one, which is weird because the band's called Mirrored Hell. It, it, there's all these little parallels that I keep drawing with this band, but it gave me like um, it kind of gave me some like Bowie vibes, uh, a little bit, which 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 plays into the Labyrinth thing because he, did, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's just fucking weird, man. I I dug it. Um, I had New Wave synth alternative radio station uh being played between the Cure and the Smiths. Like, <laughs> like if it was on a radio, that would be the the bridge between those two bands would be would be married hell. Um, That's amazing. I, I I dug it, man. I really did. I I was I was totally into this one. Uh, that's funny. I put this is alternative new wave post punk. I love the synth. This feels like it would be right at home with dark pop synth of the early '80s, like The Cure or Joy Division. Um, I dig the vocals, the musicianship, the arrangements. This was another EP I ended up buying after listening. Um, yeah, I, it's I, I like the sound. I, I've I have I've always been a fan of The Cure, you know, since I was younger. Um, and I got into Joy Division later. You know, I found out about them much later. But I, I you know, I, I like a lot of that early stuff. So this this was right here that scratched my itch. I liked it a lot. I dug it. Also, I want to say real quick. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut cut, cut you off, Michael, but. Um... 
I I could see them playing this with like a performance going on in front of us. Like some weird, like, like they, you know, like, you know, the costumes you got to wear, the black costumes, like all the way over your head and then like the mask on top of your head kind of thing. Like I, I, I see that for this band. Um, and if they're listening, do that, do that. I only want a 1% cut of what happens. <laughs> I was so, Aria, like. Definitely re- lends itself to a, to a performance art. Yeah, music, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, I'm going to echo Jeff. Like I don't really dig synth music at all, but for some reason I was, I was kind of able to get into this. Like musically, I like this album. The only problem I had with it was, I don't know if it's just me, but did like, maybe I'm losing hearing in that frequency range or something, but it felt like the vocals just sat really far back in the mix they were oh, okay okay yeah. I, was, I was like shit i need They're to go mixed to very the, low in there i yeah. need to go to the doctor no um, not you. <laughs> okay yeah um but yeah musically i loved it i just i just couldn't i don't know for some reason i couldn't get into the vocals that's cool yeah i mean i feel like there's just so many things that other people said that i want to address one before we get anything is a labyrinth i don't know what's going on with that movie my partner's tried to make me watch it and i like sit down like what and i get through five minutes and i fall asleep and i'm like, so confused i've always hated <laughs> um, that i always hated that movie i just like i just like the magic dance song that's the like, only it, thing it about kind that of, movie like. it kind of disturbs me and then the other thing is uh that band boy harsher was actually going to be my local pick because they released the soundtrack to that movie that they, they did the runner scored yes. and wrote the movie it's called the nice. runner and it's great but yeah. I thought they were probably too popular to really like. They got it. They got it covered. They're, they're kind of so, yeah. They're they're kind of big time now. But uh, yeah. you got to signal boost a little bit where we can. All right. So my next now, pick. For- now we're doing the one I'm really ready to talk. <laughs> so uh, so okay. I have to I have to add a bit of a disclaimer. Is like right around the time right before I got asked on for your lovely show, I had found this album and I'm like wow album based on the album art i'm like this pretty much sells it for me i'm like uh like i was like ooh, if someone ever asked me like what album like what's an album art cover that like you saw the album art and you're like hell yeah um this is the one uh so <laughs> the band is called czar uh and the name of the record is called magica duzingla um i don't think i'm pronouncing that right but that's okay um, and so I'll start by describing the cover. It's an illustration um, or painting of a jungle scene, and all the animals have bizarrely shaped bodies and small necks and heads, and it's extremely surreal and unsettling, and uh, it sounds exactly like the album art. Um, <laughs> so I think this band, they're kind of like a drony experimental jazz collective um and yeah i think the best way to describe this record is it sounds like walking around the jungle at night um if you put on headphones go for a walk at night um it's kind of scary kind of unsettling i love records that have kind of weird creaky noises there's a lot of creaking there's a lot of tension a lot of slamming on bizarre things and it is long so this record's like i think it approaches like 90 minutes or so but um if you need something weird to walk alone to at night i highly recommend this record uh i shelled out the extra money to ship myself a copy 
Um, it looks beautiful. The album, the like the record yeah. looks beautiful. Yeah, and so this Italian label, Ivoid Hanger, generally puts out some pretty bizarre metal. Um, and so I was flipping through their releases, and this one caught my eye. And then I'm like, oh, this is not what I thought. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so I'm really stoked about it. It's a bit a lot to listen to at once. So I haven't, I haven't given it very many all the way through takes. Um, it's kind of you need to be in that headspace, but I think it's a cool record. Um, yeah, I wrote, uh, I'm very curious. I really found myself wanting to know what is going on in the record water bowls. Um, there's saxophone in there. Um, there's obviously guitars and stuff, but I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure there's a lot of water bowls going on. Um, so I would have liked to have seen them recording it just from a nerdy technical standpoint. Um, it just seems super interesting to me. Uh, and I wrote down horror soundtrack material for sure. Like you could, you could score a horror, you could write a horror film to have this be the soundtrack too, I think as well. <laughs> so it was super interesting. <clears throat> this was very atmospheric. Um, the album art is, is off the charts. I gave it a five, but it's off the charts. Like it would, it would get like a 25 if I could. Um, <clears throat> The soundscape reminded me of like a 60s to 70s like sci-fi show or movie um, like like Land of the Lost or or um, Planet of the Apes. Like it had that kind of sound to it. Um, it 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 was it's something that and I was listening to it before. This is not one that I wore out my welcome with, um, <laughs> but it took me this. It took me a few different times to, to listen to everything, you know, because like you said it's a, it's very long. Um I was listening to it before I put on whatever I was listening to before we started this. And I was like, this reminds me of like something you'd play at a, at a haunt, at a haunted, like a, like a haunted house attraction, like a, like a scary movie or something like Jeff said. Um, yeah. You didn't disappoint Aria with bringing this to the table uh, <laughs> by any means. Um, you didn't disappoint with bringing the weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was, I was, um, I was definitely kind of, Woof! It was uh. Sometimes I was like, man, it's like making me like get an like not get an upset stomach because I couldn't stomach the music, but like <laughs> it was fucking with me in, in internally. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, it's uh. It's, if you listen long enough, it becomes like kind of anxiety inducing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I it's think very slow, but I, it's like <laughs> I think that's what was going on. You know what I mean? I I really do. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, it, like again, if I was to make like a remake of land of the lost or or um you know the, the planet of the apes tv show i would put this music in there for sure um i was at a loss for words i was like how do i even describe what i'm listening to you right? so i went to you, you were know, at a loss you know words. <laughs> you know because i'm like what what is this genre even so that, that's a victory chris is at a loss for words we're all fucked <laughs> I was like, I don't even know how to explain. Like if somebody said, what genre is this? I wouldn't even know what to say. So I was looking, you know, how it gives the, the descriptions on Bandcamp. So these are some of the ones that were on Bandcamp, like Bandcamp, drone, experimental, avant-garde, jazz, free improvisation and tribal. So these are the, these are the only, I only wrote two sentences after that. There is a terrible beauty to this album because just like the cover, like the cover is beautiful, 
but it's fucking terrifying. Like it's the stuff of nightmares. It's like those old, you know, um, those old paintings where, you know, some of the, the, the masters would paint what they thought hell looked like. And it's people with long spindly arms and tiny bodies and big mouths. And you know what I mean? Like that's what the cover, the, I mean, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous, but there's something terrifying about that cover and the music just fits it. But there's still like, there's a beauty to the way it's, like it all kind of comes together it's a really weird way to say that and then the last sentence i wrote was these soundscapes feel like the score to a robert eggers or ari Aster film um if you guys are familiar with any of their their, their horror horror movies uh horror movie directors but yeah this is definitely like horror movie score material yeah now, ari Aster's unsettling too he makes his unsettling. yeah yeah can we discuss the fact that these weirdly shaped animals on the album cover don't even have the right fucking body parts? No. They're like, there's That's like saying, cat dude. paws on a cow's body with wings. Um, I wrote doom jazz. Like that was, that was how I described it in my head. Um, and I don't like jazz normally. I'm like, you're just playing a lot of notes for no fucking reason. But I, I was oddly entranced by this album. Um, it's like it's there's a it feels like it's probably not, but it feels like there's a lot of improvisation, um, not only with the instruments but with what instruments they're using. Like somebody just randomly walked in and picked something up and started playing it halfway through the song, which was ten minutes long. Um, yeah, I can't imagine like how they would like write down everything they're going to do. It seems like it just kind of, yeah, they just but go <laughs> being, being as long as this album was, I actually listened to it more than once. I, I dug it. It has that spooky, creepy, you guys all mentioned movie scores, but I'm, I was a nerd at one point in my life and I liked um, like Resident Evil and Silent yeah. Hill, like it felt like it could fit into the score for one of those games. Um, and if you listen to it on headphones, as Aria suggested at night, don't, <laughs> don't. it's don't. It, it has this like, I mean, for me, it had this like claustrophobic, closed in feel, like normally with an album that is that we've brought up that has been a soundscape like chris's last month where everything was wide and airy this just all felt like closed in tight in my head and gave me creepy vibes which i dig i mean i liked it um i don't know how often i'd listen to it but i liked it i i will fully admit to full disclosure i, I did not listen to the entire thing cover to cover i, mean, I definitely why. could not i just i scrubbed through it <laughs> from piece to piece and i was like i this is really interesting but i'm gonna have a panic attack if i listen to this for any, like too long in a row so i was like 10 minutes into the first song i was like is this still going holy shit 22 oh minutes God, yeah the yeah. first track is 22 minutes yeah, it, takes, it takes a long time for anything to like happen the yeah. first time i listened to it I did the same thing. I like, I like looked at what I was playing it from and was like, this album has to be about over by now. <laughs> now I'm on song one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think a lot of that stuff, it's like, it's not so much the listening. It's what happens. Like when you stop listening, you're like, not really like it feels arduous, but then like, how do you stop? You like, 
you just turn it off and you have the silence of your room, then it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, uh, moving on. So my X factor is, this, um, so I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing their name correctly, but it's Z-N-O-U-S. Uh, they're called Zanu, or in this record, Zanu Land 3. So it's this most recent EP record from this Tunisian metal core, hardcore band, I guess, if we want to call them that. And I love, so what I love about this record is that it's, they kind of skirt with all these kind of different styles of like heavy music, like metal and hardcore. And they kind of flirt with like, um, like things that have been popular in like the 2000s, but really shitty. Like there's kind of like things that approach new metal, that approach like rap metal, that approach these ridiculously like overproduced catchy riffs, but they go at it so hard that it's like, just undeniably fun for me to listen to um and reading through their lyrics and stuff a lot of their lyrics are very um anti-authoritarian and so it's like it's kind of fun it's, well it's kind of interesting because i always thought the record was really fun but then i dig into it and a lot of the stuff they're skirting with is like really serious and actually like the tunisian police recently confiscated like all their merch um and so it's like it's interesting to listen to a band from a part of the world where they have like skin in the game regarding the things they're yeah. seeing but um but yeah I, I like just love the record it just goes really hard but it's like fun uh to listen to like the riffs are catchy uh they a certain song goes and it's like starts with like slap bass <laughs> i'm like uh yeah i just like it it pumps me up it gets it gets the blood moving for me <laughs> um Sorry, I, uh, I, I, I thought this was really cool too. I, I think it's, I always enjoy. There's something like so cool to me about how you can listen to a style of music, especially like in the punk rock world, from a, an entirely different country that is in an entirely like different language, which, like, w- would happen uh, pretty often, like going up to Puza Fest, um, a few different years, you know, like. And hearing bands up there like singing in French. And even it's like, even if you don't know the language natively or you don't know what the lyrics mean that they're specifically singing about, like you can still uh, like kind of understand it in a way. Like you can, you can feel what they're feeling through this style of music that is not, um, even if they're not singing in like the same language that you speak, which is always something super powerful to me. Um, and so anytime I hear a band that has like a familiar sound, but is singing in a totally different language, um, I, I think there's just something really great about that experience and about like trying to absorb that. I did not know the political background of like that region and like the band dealing with that region, but knowing like about the, the sort of like unrest in that part of the world that has existed for so long, it makes perfect sense that like really aggressive angry like sharp hardcore would come out of that part of the world i think too so it was um it was really cool to listen to it um i think it's like really dense like spacious um full hardcore it, it was it like the uh sound quality of it was great i thought it was mixed really well and i loved the i actually really loved this cover art i like this cover art better than czar's again photography you love the um, photos yeah. <laughs> um but it's it's a badass fucking photo on the on the cover of this record um so i loved it i've got a lot to say um (laughs) everything you said aria like all the different types of music that that they kind of touch on 
Um, it's almost like they're showcasing what they can do, you know, and I loved it. Uh, you, I will say though, there's definitely some death metal elements to this, to this, oh, yeah. to this album too. Um, and I, I, again, I was just like, I, it bloomed. I, I definitely wore out my welcomes on Bandcamp with this one and I want to pick up, I want to, I want to order the cassette tape that they have for it. Um, did you order that by chance or no? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I, I got the tape. Like, yeah, uh, ah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta order it. Uh, I have tr- tribalistic and brutal breakdowns. Um, it shows the range of the vocals with death metal vocal with the death metal vocals uh, singing. He's got beastly guttural growls in this perfect, perfect like death metal grunts that he adds to it. So death metal, I don't know. There's like three different kinds of death metal singing, and they he sh- they do all three in this band. The third one is the pig squeal, and they don't use it a lot in this, but they definitely <laughs> used the pig squeal a little bit in it, and it was fucking spot on. Um, it didn't, they didn't overly do it. Like sometimes bands like Job for the Cowboy, they're 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 they they do the pig squeal pretty well, but sometimes it's like you're listening to it, you're like, all right, people are gonna think like you're fucking murdering somebody, you know what I mean? Because so you gotta like kind of like b- crank it down a little bit, but they just use just enough of it. They're, the gut, the guttural growls in this one <clears throat> is definitely what sold me on on the vocal um on the vocal portion of it. Um, is it? Are they? Do you know what the language is? Is it Arabic? Uh, yeah, yeah. So at, at some points, I heard, I thought I heard like French in there, and and I looked it up, and like that part of of North Africa, French is like one of the, like the sub languages that are you know yeah. there. Um, it doesn't matter. I didn't understand a single word of it, but they didn't need. I didn't need to to understand the, what they were saying to to hear how the music translates. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they they did have some translation yeah. on their Bandcamp, which is cool too. They put oh, the, that's awesome. the, the lyrics in Arabic and then in English, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, their name the name of the band does sound French to me though. I'm not. Yeah, sure that's why I had trouble with the pronunciation. Yeah. I was yeah. like, <laughs> it, so it could have a little bit of both. You know what I mean? Maybe that's yeah. what I I don't know. Uh, and then I had some bullet points: uh, <laughs> hardcore <laughs> cadence and dramatic guitars of the band called Imure. I don't know if anyone's familiar with them. Um, it was definitely, I heard some like Sepultura slash Soulfly tribalistic drum beats going on. You definitely got to hear that. Yeah. Um, it's got the job for a cowboy drudge with the guitar and some of the vocals and then, and then track five, I should have wrote the name down, but it's got a little bit of like this static X, like machine sound that they had. And, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it it was just a whole like smorgasbord of fucking (laughs) metal styles and in, in, in bands and i i was totally into it I, I really like when the first track when he when when he uh, when they belt out that guttural growl i was like yes yes i think i went in the chat and i was like yes <laughs> this is what that's what this was for i was totally on this man like uh i'm a i'm a i'm not gonna say i'm a huge fan of death metal and shit but like what i like i like you know and, and this is right up my alley I got the chuggas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sat down, put my earbuds in, you know, and I see what this is. And it says Tunisia. And I'm like, all right, let's see where we're going here. Especially after the last one, right? Like how, how <laughs> I was like, where's Aria bringing us? Okay. Um, and right away you hear the tribal, you know, drumming the percussions. And I was like, okay, I could do this. This is cool. And as soon as the metal kicks in, as soon as that kicks in, I literally went, wow, loud as hell. My wife came in and she's just like, everything all right? I was like, 
you got to hear this. And I played it for her immediately. And I was in, dude. So I wrote, like, I literally wrote down, wow, first word I wrote, Tunisian tribal metal, uh, tribal metal. I have no clue what they're saying, but I am, I am feeling it. This is heavy as fuck. Face melting riffs, explosive percussions, and a growling vocal so primal they evoke visions of ancient demons rising from below. Holy shit, I love this. That's exactly what I wrote because everything you guys said about it is spot on. It's just, it's, it's heavy. It's, there's all these influences of metal. Um, the vocals are all over, man. You've got the, like you said, Trev, you've got strong vocals. You've got the growling, that guttural. I can't say, God, I can't believe how much I loved this. I was like, this was awesome. This was awesome. This was, I'm my, definitely this getting... was my pick out of this, out of this bunch. This was definitely nice. It's nice to find a band that goes to like a new part where you're like, no, they didn't. There was a lot of that on this record for me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, now we're in the pocket. And then then they jumped to like a new thing. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> now I want to go back and read the lyrics so I know what they're saying. That, that's awesome. Because for me, like not knowing what they were saying and just the sound, it sounded very ancient, very kind of like mystical almost. And then, and then the metal came in. I was like, oh, okay, we're going here. Let's do it. Awesome. Yeah. I also looked up like the lyrics and what the band was about before because i um i got into a situation one time where i really liked a band and found out they were fucking nazis because <laughs> i didn't understand them so like i just i wanted to make sure i i love this though it's i wrote metalcore mixed with new metal like um i got almost early symptom or system of a down like that style of new metal vibes mixed in with the metalcore a lot of kick drums um chug riffs which i love and the gritty vocals like i loved everything about this album even though i had to google the lyrics i loved it man i don't know that one was fucking Whew. it's like it's kind of it's weirdly fun for how heavy it is like it's yeah. like it's palatable it's not like just ear piercing it's like kind of like all right but yeah yeah Cool. I had a huge smile, man. As soon as that kicked in, I was like, whoa, this is so awesome. Yeah, I threw it on when I was going for a run, and I was like, not really sure what I was getting into. Then I'm like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's the fastest run you've ever done. <laughs> All right, last man up, Jeff. All righty. Um, so I, uh, yeah. All right, so for my stuff, so for my local... Um, I actually had to go back at the beginning and double check that I hadn't already brought them to the table, which I was kind of surprised that I hadn't. But um, for my local, I went with um, my pal Jameson's Van Ray's Occult. They are uh, they're from New Hampshire, but I mean they're local enough. Oh, and, are they? Um, I, I thought I thought it said Portland, Maine. Oh, they yeah they can. Mm, they're the members of the band are spread out. Oh, um, okay, it's regional though, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, New know, Hampshire and Maine. They do. You're right. They do kind of. I think they do consider themselves to be from Portland, the Portland area. Um, but basically, uh, yeah, they're, they're in like Maine and New Hampshire. So, um, but they're just straight up like fun pop punk. Um, no, no frills really. They, they draw a lot from the band against me. Um, they have a lot of against me guitar, guitar licks and stuff like that in there. And um, they just put out this EP uh, where the streetlights end um, last year and uh it's great um it's just super fun to listen to and um they're 
a local band that um, they put on a, a pretty good show every time I've seen them. Um, and so I wanted to bring them to the table and uh, yeah, I, I don't have a ton more to say about it except that, uh, you know, uh, I think they're all, they're all pretty good musicians. Pete, the uh, guitar player and, and lead singer in the band is, um, is super talented. I've, I've heard him play on a bunch of stuff and, and uh, he's pretty good. So yeah. You know, it's funny. My, I, I, went, I went back and looked too because I thought I felt like we talked about them before, but I don't think we, we, we've never talked about them. We didn't. No, I, no. I thought I had maybe brought them to the table like early on, like in October. And I was yeah. like, wait, did I did I talk about them already? And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, I, I wrote down that they have like a like uh, to me, it sounded like they had like a fast pump you up West Coast kind of guitar sound, um, almost like a face to face guitar. And then I, I their, their lyrics, I don't know, something to do. I'm a. I'm really strange when it comes to like cadence, right? When I hear singers sing and the cadence of their of their vocals really I don't know why that's always it always sticks out to me. This one had almost like a misfits vibe to their to the cadence of their of, of how they were singing the song. I love that it's a Ghostbusters reference. Um and, and the cover gets a three and a half star for me. Um and and they, their latest single is called Zeke the Plumber. Which is a fucking salute your salute your shorts reference, which is a show I watched on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. That, that show was awesome, dude. <laughs> they, that show was they, fucking awesome. They definitely are. Uh, they have a goofy vibe to them too. There, they there's a little bit of don't take your like they don't take themselves too too seriously in their their, their lyrics and song titles and things like that. So they they've got it's not full blown camp in my opinion. Um, it's far from it, but it's definitely got sort of you know we don't take this too seriously like kind of I, yeah. I feel like they were on a bill i was supposed to go go to like a, go to the show of and i got sick and couldn't go were they supposed to play did they play with you have they played with you aria yeah so jeff booked the show i think it was in august of last year we played at the show oh my birthday, birthday show they played yeah, oh, yeah. okay okay yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm trying to think of when i don't know anyway i was supposed to see them once and i i think i got sick or whatever and i thought I had a, it was before like we could find COVID tests everywhere. So I just kind of like went to CVS and I, I took the test and I still, I still wasn't feeling, even though it was negative, I still was sick. So I was like, well, I'm not going to fucking go to the show. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I was definitely into it though. Um, for me, high octane punk rock with hardcore vibes. And this is funny because you said this trip, but I put the vocals are great, strong, and at times touching on Danzig era misfits um there's also flavors of afi in there for me i can i don't know what it is it, but it's got that kind of uh, um, i don't know it just had a feel where it, it, it kind of reminded me of afi i definitely dig them i'll be checking out more of their stuff for sure but i also put here love the name of the band ghostbusters reference <laughs> so nice i i apparently i think i might have listened to the wrong band <laughs> um the band i listened to i really fucking like though um because i have an almost psychobilly like punk psychobilly sound the vocal delivery reminded me a lot of early tiger army so maybe i maybe i, I was like tiger army without stand-up bass um maybe i i i'm guessing i listened to the wrong fucking band <laughs> I, need to go back. I put it in the chat like correctly did i spell it correctly? yeah i know you, you had <laughs> it in yeah. There. yeah i copied and pasted I, it so yeah. and I'm now going, i don't know what this band is yeah <laughs> i'm bringing 
I'm bringing it next month because <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> That's awesome. I wonder if it's so, like a band called Where the Streetlight Ends and then the name of the album is Raise a Cult. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. I, I feel really bad now, though. I'm sorry, Jeff. I think that's awesome. No, I think it's hysterical. <laughs> it's all good. But, but um, yes. Aria, sorry. Yeah, so I was listening. Uh, so obviously I'm biased because like I know the people in the band, but um, they like run a pretty tight ship, and I like enjoy that. And one thing I think that's kind of cool listening to their songs is they, instead of just barreling straight through, they kind of have like these big like melodic breakdowns, like especially like leading up to like choruses and stuff like that. That I think is like a cool little flavor to kind of keep the listener engaged, and they're like really melodically tight. They have a good like hankering for that, um, and so yeah, I'm I'm always hyped on the homies. So, <laughs> um, cool. All right, so the album art. This is where shit got super fucking weird. <laughs> what happened with this? with this exercise for me personally is that I fell into full blown option paralysis. I was like a fucking, I thought I would like search through Bandcamp's like general thing, like for a few pages and I would find something really cool. And I, but like, I kept finding album after album after album. And I was like, I, Oh, I like this one too, but I like this one better. But then this band I listened to and it sucks. And like, I don't (laughs) like, it was just, I got so overwhelmed with it. Um, and so my X factor actually is was a, a second choice based on an album art. Actually, both by both my album art and my X factors came from essentially came from album art. Um, my my main album art pick um, is this. Uh, it's it's a full blown record by this guy S. Carey, um, but there there's only one single from it available to stream on Bandcamp currently. Um, after I chose the record, uh, again, I'm a super sucker for photography. I will always gravitate towards photography. And the reason for that, I think, is because some of the first records I remember having when I was a kid all had uh, photography as the album art. Um, it was it seemed to be a popular thing in the mid 90s with like a lot of like alternative rock and pop rock bands and stuff like that. They all seemed to do photography back then. And so it was just the first thing that kind of connected me with like music and understanding what an album was about and like getting the vibes of the album and um aria said something earlier about how like it sometimes it can suck sometimes it's just like a crappy picture of the band and there's nothing really like um significant about it um but then other times i think it can enhance like photography can just enhance the experience of a record a lot and um i really dug this photograph and i thought that this album cover was really cool then I um I was reading about it. And so apparently this dude is like the dude from the band Boney Vare, which is a very well-known, very famous, uh, like weird, spacey, ethereal indie band um, that supposedly, from what I've heard, uh, puts on a really amazing, like very elaborate live show, like the sound uh, that they set up on stage and the way it's mixed and the way that the different speakers are spread out around the room and stuff like that. They do this really incredible almost like sound installation uh, as a live performance. That being said, I never was into it. I've anytime I've really heard it, it's not really my style. Um, and this this record uh, sounds very much like it fits with that, 
you know, vibe of Boney Vera. Like it's this kind of spacey, mellow, uh, weird kind of indie stuff. And I, I didn't hate it. I definitely didn't hate it. I definitely like it didn't do anything specific for me. Um, but it was just kind of an interesting departure from like the normal punk and folk punk world that I'm generally into. So it wasn't a bad thing, but yeah, <laughs> it was definitely an interesting, an interesting result. <laughs> the album cover of five. <clears throat> um, you definitely, I know you like the photography thing and I, I, I feel like you nailed it with this, with this picture. This honestly, this house reminds me of my grandparents' house, which is kind of weird in a way too. Um, the when you, the what you just mentioned about the other band how how they have what'd you say like the sound when they put up on a performance would you say it was like the sound is it's like an art installation almost yeah all right that's so, the way my friend described it to me my I have a friend who saw them live and he that's the way he talked about Bonivere performing live so I felt like it sounded and maybe this has something to do with that like it, you know what the song reminded me of like a gospel song. Like, you know, when you go to a church and they have like this, the way they set up that music, um, it, I don't know. I had this like gospel kind of sound to it. And then I was, then I probably read way too into way too much into like the, the song. Cause there's a line that, that I wrote down in it. It says, have you three? And then I said, is that the father, son, and the Holy ghost? Is this a Christian song? I did, I couldn't figure it out. Um, it was, it's a very pretty song and it's, but it's sad. Yeah, it's, it's like it, it and uh, I, I mean, I, I was kind of into it, and again, ghostly almost. Yeah, yeah, and I had like again that gospel, like, because like gospel singing, like choir singing or gospel singing, like it's different than listening to like a band play. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I, I just, I don't know why that kept popping into my head. I just felt of like sitting, like in a, like in an, in a, you know, a, a, like a pew or something, and just the way. When there's gospel, when you, I don't know if you guys have ever seen, I've, I've actually seen people like do like a gospel singing kind of thing. And like, and like, it's just the way it's set up and the way, I don't know if it's the way they put the speakers or whatever, but like, it's just the way it comes at you. It's almost like an art form. So I, I, I kind of, that now that you had said that, Jeff, it kind of, that kind of plays into it a little bit for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it was, I, I'll listen to the whole album once it's out. Is it out? It's not out, right? Uh, not not fully yet. No, yeah. just that one single off of it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I dug it, and like I said, the the album the album cover I really got me. Um, again, because it reminded me of my grandparents' house. And yeah, I agree. The album cover is nice. I love the contrast, the 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 dark shadows. You know, the the shining light, and it's got that yellowish kind of hue to the light, and then the the windows in the house got that blue, that deep blue. Um, it, that's a, it's a really nice cover. You know, this isn't something I typically go to and listen to, but what I wrote was that this is ethereal. It's got a chill vibe. I can hear it on an indie film soundtrack, um, but the production was killer. Even when the song is quiet, um, it was loud and grand and, and expansive, if that makes sense. It, it's, it, it, you know, knowing that it's Boney Vera now, that makes even more sense. But yeah, it's um, it's a beautifully written song and it sounds gorgeous. It's just not something I typically would go to and listen to, but I, I mean, it was good. It's not bad. I, uh, I had similar thoughts to Trev. Like, I don't know that I would go with worship music, but as an agnostic who spends way too much time around worship music, like the modern Christian worship music, there's that very ethereal 
vibe to it and that's that was the first thing i thought of was like is this yeah um so i totally i totally get that and i don't i'll never bash autotune it's it's a fucking tool um but to my ear it almost felt like the singer's voice got like it was overused and it got that slightly robotic feel to it um but that might just be me i think the big hall reverb is what makes us in the church (laughs) yeah but yeah I i thought it was like a really cool interesting album photo um i definitely see why i was picked like something about it is just very like hmm like i don't i don't know exactly what i'm getting into uh, I liked the song. Um, I'd be more interested in the context of like a record, like how it expands out. Like I didn't really feel very strongly about it. Like I really wanted there to be like a bigger hook, but it felt like a little too washed out for me. I thought the production was good, um, but I'd be interested in hearing. I don't know if I'll sit down and listen to it, but I, I think in the context of a record, that would be like the make or break on whether I'm like into it or not into it. But um but like musically, I had nothing, no qualms with it. It was tight, solid, well produced, um, but didn't really like go the full distance for me. Yeah, I feel like it was. It's a roll of the dice. It, like it became this big roll of the dice, and I and I went. I just went entirely off of the the cover. Like I was just yeah. like, well, whatever this sounds like, I'm just gonna pick it. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me very curious to hear though what the rest of the album might sound like. I don't know. And if that song kind of, if the whole album is like that and really sleepy like that, then I don't think it's an album I'm going to dig. I think that's too much of that vibe. You know, like it was a sleepy kind of song to me. No, definitely, I don't know. That's yeah. that it's, it's sleepy, which is funny because the album cover doesn't give me that vibe. The album cover is like, and also with the, the way that he did the text on it, it it's, that's got a, that's like a very like kind of vintage retro, like eighties with the um, kerning or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. like really spaced out. Uh, I feel like that's there were a lot of records in the 80s that had that kind of text on the cover. Mm-hmm. So it's not at all what I would have expected it to sound like. And then I was listening to it and then I was reading like who the guy is. And I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense. I just <laughs> don't get. But that album cover. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's like it's got alien vibes or something like alien abduction vibes going on. There. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Serious. Um, so I, I liked that. But uh, yeah. And then um, so then my second pick, my X Factor was actually wound up being i had two x factors and i saved one i'm saving one for next week uh which is uh or next month rather which is a a local a local band but i wound up going with this one which i really dig the i really again sucker for photography really dug the album cover um this is also uh it's so it's this band night shop and then the name of the record is uh forever night and it also has very mellow kind of relaxed like chill vibes um but a little bit more rock and roll on this a little bit more like country rock influence um i really dug the kind of dylan-esque vocals and the slapback delay on it it's it's almost like dylan meets i don't know gaslight anthem or springsteen or something like it had a little bit of a uh an oomph to it that that kept it moving like throughout the whole thing um definitely again not really not a genre that i would lean towards generally listening to um and i kind of was surprised at how much i did kind of dig it 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 was just like kind of nice mellow kind of 
folky rock music to to listen to so um yeah i, d- I dug this one overall I this was, was cool <clears throat> this one was probably my favorite album cover uh solid five solid five for it <laughs> it gave me like uh like 50s 60s rock and roll kind of era i'm totally into it i called it the love child of elvis and bob dylan um there was like an organ in there too right it was like wasn't there there was an I think so. I have to go back and listen to yeah, it again. Yeah, the organ. There was got, at least there was one song. The organ. There was an because I know it, I wrote it down with an exclamation point. So definitely the organ was huge for me. I hope it was an organ because <laughs> then I'd just be an idiot. But um, there's a song called "Just to Get Home," and the guitar on it reminded me of like Richie Valens. Um, like uh, we all know who Richie Valens is. I think. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. La Bamba. La Bamba. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of him. It reminded me of him. Uh, I might have been saying his name wrong. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. No, it reminded me of of like a Richie Valens guitar. Um, Yeah. And I I think I already said this was my favorite uh, uh, cover art. So it was definitely a five. Um, I dug it. I think that I think the the cover art on this one really supports the vibe of the music that's that is that's on there. For sure. So, yeah. I put um, for oh, me this bleeding. when I started it. It started almost with an alternative dance rock kind of like sound, almost like the Killers or like Kings of Leon. Uh, but then it got you know, and it was catchy, you know, head bopping, and and but then it kind of the album eases into like this mellowed out acoustic electric groove, right? And and it it's, it's it kind of stays along that lines. It's not as uh, upbeat or dancey, but um, I liked it. I thought it was a dynamic album. It was enjoyable. Um, Nothing really bad to say. All the positives that you guys gave, I I, I echo for sure. I, I think this is why I like doing this. It seems like every month somebody brings something that like emotionally just hits my mood and I fucking love this album. Um, I moved to the country from the city and I wrote that uh, this, this album reminds me of like just walking around the city on a summer day with headphones in like looking people watching checking out building i don't know i don't know that's just where the whole album put me and i love i love the acoustic guitar foundation with the heavily distorted bass lines over it i i really dug this album yeah i i really liked this uh it was like i don't really know how to describe it in terms of like musically i would say it's like slightly garagey kind of like indie rock um i it just something about it uh the way he writes songs i found like really endearing and very like just pleasing to listen to it was like fun it was like uh but not not like i'm having fun partying but like kind of like just like driving late at night kind of just in a certain it's a very specific headspace this record and whatever the album cover is, is the headspace, uh, exactly. Um, <laughs> like it's framed really well. maybe just because there's night in the band name and night in the title name, that it feels like a nighttime record to me, but it like something about it's just like really endearing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's hard to put my finger on it, but like the vocal delivery and the songs, they're kind of like quirky. Um, but have this kind of like longing sense to them. And I like that. cool 
closing. By the way, I'm I'm the biggest thing I'm I'm bummed about uh, this whole thing is that uh, Feather River, uh, Pigeon Pits, Feather River, Canyon Blues. They don't have it on a vinyl. I want to buy it. Oh, so I know, right? Vinyl, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess uh, closing closing arguments on anything. Everyone's favorite. I think it was some good picks overall, I, man. I we had some so. really good ones. I think so. Jeff hated yeah, my it's... Uh, hated my cover art one, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to get it's starting to get fun because I feel like we're starting to get weird with yeah. the cover art and just our X factors and stuff. And then like everybody's bringing a banger that somebody else is just in line with. So like this this month's like I guess apparently this record hit it with Mike and and Pigeon Pit yeah. hit it with me. Like I was just we we're I mean we we're all into it so. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm digging it. It's I think, uh, yeah, though, I think, I think the last three months, every month it's been like, Oh, I'm so excited for this one. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. You know, like more, more than like just a normal one. I think we're doing a good job. I think we got our, I think we got our thing down for how we're going to, who goes first and who, who talks after that. And I think we got everything. I think everything's smooth. And I have a guest on, you know, Aria, thank you for being our guest today. Yeah. Thank, thanks for having me. My um, pleasure. <laughs> uh, plug yourself, man. Plug your plug, plug you. Uh, yes, my name's Arya Rad. I play in a band called Coffin Salesman, and um, you can find us wherever you find music, coffinsalesman.bandcamp.com for your next Bandcamp Friday. Also for your consideration, kcuf.bandcamp.com or c.skidmore.com is for that band. Um, <laughs> yeah, all projects I'm involved with that, uh, yeah. Michael, go. I'm Michael. That I don't really have anything to plug. Um, I don't currently have anything. I have some projects I'm working on. I feel like I say that every month. You got a YouTube I, channel, don't you? And I actually have a new video coming this week. All yes. Right, so uh, the YouTube channel is Punk as Folk. Jeff. Are you waiting for me, Jeff? Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff Bousquet. Uh, I play some music. I have an EP on Bandcamp. It's just jeffbousquet.bandcamp.com. And I have a podcast called uh, the Dirty Decibels Podcast. And it is uh, dirtydecibelscast.com. Um, and uh, new season's coming soon, hopefully. Nice. And I'm Chris Chavez. I do a bunch of podcasts. If you want to find them, head over to the network, bicbp-radio.com. Um, I'm on like five or six different podcasts. I also have some YouTube projects that are coming up here soon. And hopefully next time we talk, there'll be something to announce. Nice, nice. I am Trev Allen, the struggling artist. You can find the struggling artist podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, they are There are some things in the works that we can't talk about right now but uh they're big and they're coming up pretty soon um <clears throat> actually you know what i'm gonna plug one april 23rd in worcester massachusetts at um 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 the hotel vernon uh, it's gonna be the michael kane in the morning afters record release for broke but not broken um mm -hmm. you should come check it out you know it's uh presented by stateline records and the struggling artist podcast this is something new that we're venturing into, and um, I'm hoping it. Uh, I'm hoping it's great. So come check it out. Let me know. I'll buy you a beer. I think Narragansetts are like a buck, so that's what you're getting. <laughs> uh, that's it for this month. Thank you guys so much, um, everyone who's you know who listens and and all that jazz. Um, 
yeah, next month we're gonna have a new we're gonna have a new uh, second criteria, and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Right. So. Bye. Ish. See ya. See ya.